We've all heard of things going bump in the night, strange noises that can't be explained, sounds that make your skin crawl. Well, in the Sierra Nevada mountains, amongst the picturesque snow caps and towering pines, such a noise was heard. A noise so strange, so harrowing, that it has captured the public's attention and led to the still unanswered question, what dwells in the woods? Hello and welcome to the Hoke Poke Pod, the show where we explore the strange and unusual. Really? We're just two idiots poking things we don't understand. So join us as we dare to ask the questions that nobody wants answered, such as, why is the horrifying so often disguised as mundane? A monster's just society's fall, guys. And can you scare someone to death with a sound? I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. And let's get spooked. <laughs> <laughs> episode's a little bit different because it's actually we actually kind of already recorded the episode yeah. and then through a series of mishaps <laughs> deleted it it got deleted uh it was an accident so this is take two and let's just we're just gonna say take two is better than take one and you'll never know you'll never know the difference because you'll never, you'll never hear it anyway <laughs> um yeah but we we did do this episode uh, but I think actually having time to go away and revisit it mm. is good because yeah. we've both gone and sort of researched different things. Yes. Then we did the first time round and kind of have a different take on it. But if you do re- hear us referring to previously when we listened to this, that's yes. what we're talking about. Yes, because uh, Erica introduced me to this very freaky sound, which sounds like Bigfoot or monsters. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I guess to start the story... Place yourself in the 1970s with a group of very experienced hikers led by Ron Moorhead. Any in the Bigfoot fandom might recognize that name. These are very experienced hikers and hunters and every year they make this trip out into the Sierra Nevada mountains and spend a week in the woods, very isolated in the same spot, hunting. Very down-to-earth, very practical people, very conscious of nature, very, very experienced. And the first time they heard the noises, which we're going to refer to, um, was in 1971. And it would start as a whooping Mm. or a sort of moaning or groaning that they would hear around dusk. And they would sort of know that that was time to pack up and get inside their little enclosure. They built Mm. sort of a a lean-to out of sticks So sort of like a big log hut that they would sort of use one big log as a door and they would shut themselves in. It's very um, resourceful of them. And they they did this every year, right? Yeah, they were really, they loved this. They they would go and bring back deer and other things they'd hunted and they knew the territory really well. There was was a lot of bears up there. So they all Hmm. sort of were were conscious of the risks of nature. So, you know, they're not going to be wandering alone Hmm. in the dark. Uh, in bear territory, um, but they would hear this sound and then eventually, was so it one year in 1971, Ron, Ron Moorhead started to record the sound and there exist a few different recordings of the audio, but the main one that we're going to talk about is the recording that he took in 1974 because they kept going back and the noises yeah. kept going back and the mm. noises sort of grew from just being these grunts and groans and distant sort of whooping sounds into this full almost dialogue and Mm. in the very very famous recording that we're about to play for you guys you can hear the hunters 
actually sort of mimicking the sounds that are, are being made in the woods. Mm. And it's, it's almost like they're being sort of responded to. And the noises shift from being this sort of whooping animalistic things to this almost humanist sort of speaking garbled language. And they never got a look at what was making the noises. And they were basically too scared to step outside. But from their recollection, they could hear it circling them and they figured it was more than one. Mm. And I guess we'll play it for you now. Let's listen to it. It's very uncanny valley. It's quite long. It's a few minutes. But this is the 1974 recording by Ron Moorhead of the things that they found in the woods. We're in for a night, Bill. Sounds like knocking. Mm, wood knocking. Very important. This bit, that's the hunters trying to sort of respond. So disturbing. <laughs> Yeah, there's multiple. There's right? multiple yeah. for sure. Singing. 
fad singer. You sound like he talks to others and they talk to each other. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So that's the sound. So many things are going through my mind. So many things. Listening to that with fresh ears. It's so, it, I always get goosebumps. No matter how many oh, times yeah. I listen to it, it's like something about it is so, like you think, oh, that's weird. And then the next sound comes mm. along and you're like, oh, fuck. Like that's, yeah. oh. I know. Like, and I can't believe I'd never heard anything about that before. And listening to that, I was thinking whatever creature that is must have a pretty decent set of vocal cords because uh, something I came across, mm-hmm. which was, yeah, these tapes have been analysed over and over and over. Yeah, these are these are very big in the, the Bigfoot community. <laughs> I, I think it's just like like we touched on Bigfoot. It's, it, we, it's like, come on. We're going to talk about the sound. We're not really going to talk about Bigfoot too much. No, although we love him and we love cryptzoologists. Yeah, we love Bigfoot like he's a friend of the show. But <laughs> <laughs> like we're going to talk about the sound because I think that's that's a lot more interesting than, you know, yeah, Bigfoot. Yes. And in the 90s, so one of the – because I think there were like a few tapes, it was analysed by some university sound specialists who determined that a human voice could not have made them. They required a much longer vocal tract. So, Which is interesting. I, I feel mm. like could you – I mean, one, could someone just replicate those noises – and to try to like disprove that. I think you got to give it a go right now. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if there are more than one of them, mm. which it definitely seems like there are, just by the variety of yeah. sound, the location of the sound, mm. and also by the testimony of the people who recorded it, then could they have mm. different vocal ranges? That's true. I am wondering, could it be two different types of creatures? And also, part of it sounded like it could have been a fox. Foxes make really weird sounds. Well, yeah, that and that's kind of what I looked into because I think a lot of the – so this audio has never, just to give some context, this audio has never really been, like, solved, if that's yeah. the right word. No yeah. one's given an actual explanation or found an actual, mm. actual explanation for it. Obviously, there are people who believe it's big, Bigfoot, which sure could, yeah. I guess. For people who don't believe in Bigfoot, there's not really a solid explanation. Yeah. And I think I think you're right. It's interesting because so many of them are so animalistic. Mm. So that's what I researched is I looked at the Sierra Nevada Mountains, which is this mountain range mm. in which these noises were recorded, and I looked at all the native animals of that mountain range and looked up the sounds of them. Excellent. Do we get to hear these sounds? We do get to hear Yay! these sounds. This episode's going to okay. be like a little bit of a sounds but it's interesting in doing that i was one i was like shocked at how weird nature sounds like you think you know what an animal is gonna sound like until you hear and you're like that's really not what i expected yeah 
But I I think, okay, so obviously bears, we talked about bears already. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like we all have a general idea of how a bear sounds, but there are sort of bearish sounds in that recording. So if we listen to what a black bear sounds like, which are the types of bears that mm-hmm. are uh, in the Sierra Nevadas. It's like it's in the room with us. It really is. <laughs> okay, so you, you kind of get the grunting, the sniffling. Oh, See? yeah, okay. You kind of, there's some howls in there. There's a bit of a language in there. There's a bit of, like, it's not just sort of a growling and yeah. a gruffling. Like, there, there yeah. could be something in there. Bobcats are okay. also native to the Sierra Nevadas. And they have a much more interesting sound, which yeah. I think you hear a lot more. So this is a bobcat. Okay. Is that not kind of what it sounded like a little bit? Dude, that sounds more like me when I'm hungry. Give <laughs> <laughs> me food! What the hell? Right? Okay, well, that's not me. <laughs> No. Yeah. Is that an actual animal sound? That's a bobcat. Sounds like a bird. So, like. Yeah, okay. There were bits, like, there were bits of that. I feel like you could, you could piece out. I feel like if we broke down that audio track, you could go, that could be a bear. That could be a bobcat. It's Um, just all these different animals. (laughs) Well, that's kind of weird. Like, okay, there's also, like, the red, there's uh, the, the mule deer. Ooh. Is another um, very common oh, type of deer located in the in Nevada. Sierra Nevadas. Now, I yeah. actually couldn't get a sound of just the mule deer, but I have a red stag. Similar. Interesting. So, like bits of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, there's a call and response. There definitely is. I feel like these animals have a lot to say. These animals have a lot to say. I mean, coyotes. Like, coyotes. We all know coyotes sound (gasps) weird. And there are coyotes in the Sierra Nevadas. Like, and this is... Yeah. Right? Oh, my... I don't know these animals sound fucking terrifying. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. I feel like there was definitely a little bit of that. Okay, like and like you said, fox, right? There are grey foxes in the Sierra Nevadas and they sound weird as hell. Here's a fox. It's like a belching. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the weirder one. So another natural animal in this area is the Yosemite toad. Ooh. And this is what the Yosemite toad sounds like. Oh. Wow, it sounds like like alien deep space. Yeah. So so all these animals and more live in the Sierra Nevada woods. I mean, this is the weird thing. Like the audio recording, the Bigfoot yeah. audio, we'll just call it. It do, it. I kind of feel like you could splice together a bunch of different animal sounds, mm. like the weirder bits of them, like the screams and the kind yeah. of guttural noises that you don't necessarily expect these animals to make. Yeah. And you could make a kind of sound very similar to the, this recording. Yes. And 
I have some good research about Ooh. why sounds, certain sounds, and why sounds at night particularly really freak us out because I feel like if this recording was from was the daytime. Day. Yeah, very different. It would just be like, oh, it's some guy in the woods. Why is it at nighttime? It's like, oh, it must be a scary creature. Yes. The very qualified research I have done. <laughs> Clearly. You're a wildlife expert now and yep. I'm an audio expert. I love this. Yeah, we're just getting smarter and smarter with by the day, Erica. <laughs> There is a science of sound and fear. They go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. It's to do with evolution. It's what our brain does with, obviously, sound of its vibrations. It's what how our brain interprets them. And it's different for everyone as well. Obviously, some sense. people don't hear as well. Some people use sign language. Some people just hear things differently. It's like the way we see colours Yeah, too. And, and we touched on that a little bit um, back in our Worldwide Harm episode. But like we did. The way people interpret audio can be very different, even just depending on the shape of your ear. I know. Nice plug. Everyone go listen to that episode. <laughs> it's like our episode third episode. Two? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So evolution suggests that hearing became our first defense mechanism against attack. For many people, our ears are always working and our brain processes sound information quicker than visual. Yeah, so even when we're true. asleep. And you're right. You do yeah. process sound when you're yeah. asleep. It's true. So a quote from this uh, article I looked at, the sounds that affect us most are nonlinear sounds. These unsettling sounds have rapidly changing frequencies, non-standard harmonies, and are just frightfully noisy. The most common nonlinear sounds in nature are animal cries mm. or screams something our early ancestors had reasons to fear. So it's like so a primal thing. When you say nonlinear sounds, uh, yeah. you're talking about like not sort of white noise, not sort of sound that is all singular and can kind of yeah. get used to. It's like noises that have sharp changes. To I them. think so, yeah, mm -hmm. nonlinear because the way we speak, we don't kind of go. <laughs> <laughs> Except I just did it then. Sending the <laughs> sending the note out to the universe. <laughs> you lose the eyes that accompany those noises that everyone's missing out at. That was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. That's my performance for the day. <laughs> so, yeah, our ancestors obviously had reason to fear this. If their brains did not react fast enough to this impending danger and generate the startle reflex, they would have been eaten for breakfast. Yeah. Like we evolved to survive basically. So these hardwired danger signals tell us when something is off and that we have to react. So when we mm -hmm. hear these cries immediately, you know, it is that primal instinct where it's like, I don't know about you, but I immediately felt like, oh, I need to either like pause this or walk away. Like, yeah, it, it's, that, it's that fight or flight on it. Yeah. Your adrenaline's rushing, your hair's standing up on end. Yep. And there's psychological effects of sound as well. So like dogs squealing, babies crying, rabbits or any animal really being killed, the sounds of these um, scare people. But it's also considered culturally biased. There's no sound that is universally repellent. So really? If, Not even a baby crying. I feel like that's Some people might enjoy that. <laughs> like everyone has babies. Like surely like anyone in any culture around the world would have a pretty similar response to a baby crying. I well, we, they couldn't they couldn't narrow that down. I think the I closest so. thing was like an alarm. Yeah, but it was this research project in the seventies, actually, of all Ooh, decades. It's all happening. Noise. It's all yep. happening in the seventies. It was called disperse. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it was called disperse. Maybe to do with sound. Um, <laughs> One would hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because sound really does have this phenomenal impacts on us, and it is potentially possible for someone to drop dead from being scared by a sound 
It's very rare phenomenon <laughs> when yeah. we get extremely scared by something and that rush of adrenaline actually just stops your heart. Yeah, yeah, we'll die of fright, right? It's the yeah. old idiom. So is it ethical to upload a really scary sound to the internet <laughs> knowing you could kill someone? Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give that one a hard yes. <laughs> You're fine. I don't, think any, I don't think anyone can convict you. <laughs> I guess that the other side of the coin that I was looking at was why are noises at night particularly so scary? And Mm. it does go back into that evolution, evolutionary reasons as well. One of them is the heightened ability to hear when it's nighttime because visibility decreases. And as humans, I guess, we rely more heavily on our sense of sound. Yeah, Yeah. And daytime sounds kind of fade. So everything is more reverberated, you can hear things in the distance way more. So potentially in these recordings, these creatures were further away than we actually think because they couldn't see them, right? Yeah, no, couldn't see them. Yeah. So it's hard to know maybe if that sound got distorted, like over, like atmospherically distorted. We don't know. I've seen a lot of things in the hour of research. (laughs) (laughs) Um, pulling back the curtain. So these strange <laughs> nocturnal noises become really prominent. And many of the nocturnal sounds are made by predators like owls and coyotes. Yes, because so prey at. animals wouldn't, yep. would want to stay hidden so they wouldn't necessarily make noises. Exactly, yep. So they inspire a feeling of dread in more creatures than just humans. So mm, most predatory cool. animals hunt for their food at night. Is like, that because things are sleeping? Well, a lot of animals are nocturnal. Yeah. Like snakes and poisonous spiders. For whatever reason, animals are nocturnal. And carnivorous wild animals that sleep during the day are on the prowl at night and they're looking around for an easy kill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's scary. But also, I guess, in our society, a lot of criminal activity happens at night as well. Yes, that's true. You know, ghost stories. Ghosts come out at night, witching hour. All these things are less likely to be exposed under the cover of darkness. So it's like that real like mystery. And I think and it's very alienating, I suppose. Nighttime, isn't it? Because you can't yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. It's just so, it's, it's darker, it's quieter. Usually things have yeah. stopped. Yeah. You know, like businesses, there's less traffic. Yeah. It just it just feels Area. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So that's kind of the science behind why sounds scare us. Again, yeah, if this were the daytime, I'm interested to see if they actually would have gone outside to have a look. And like yeah, they're hunters, true, right? They're guns. They're, yeah, like, well, that's the thing. I mean, back back to sort of the, the mystery of the audio, I guess, is a lot of people say it could just be humans making these noises, mm. which I mean, it could be, but I think that's it, it just why. You know, and this yeah. is this is this was over the course of years. It was about four or five years that these sounds were It's a hefty recorded. prank. And to also pull. these people were eight miles out into the <laughs> into the forest. Yeah. Like middle of nowhere. Yeah. And and so these pranksters <laughs> would have to be going <laughs> eight miles out into the middle of the Sierra Nevada mountains every year just to torment some middle aged hunters with guns who I, I feel like you know that's what risky yeah could get shot and why for what like they had no idea that ron moorhead was recording the audio yeah because that audio would take ages to get famous it was the 70s it was pre-internet pre sort of widespread yeah. 
and, and also with these talk of nocturnal animals that are out on the prowl for kill, yes. they are in complete danger of getting eaten I, for the sake not of just, just making the regular bears. <laughs> like, like people will be damned. There are regular bad bears out there. Like the hunters were like, you had to be cautious of the bears. And yeah. these were experienced pros. So like it, it could have been people, I guess. Yeah. But it's a very elaborate prank. Yeah. A very like time-consuming complex prank. Yeah. And also a very like weird prank. Yeah. Like surely the prank would like you you'd 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 push it further or you'd make the sounds weirder or you mm. would like change it up year by year or, or Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you'd be like, We're gonna come kill you. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like the voices would say something a little bit more. Like I think it's the fact that it's so Yeah sort of nondescript that makes it so creepy. Yeah. I mean so I think unless these were masters of, of prank prankdom. It's a very weird prank. Just living out in the Nevada mountains. Yeah, it, it feels odd. I, I, I can't sort of conceptualize of someone uh, thinking through that and deciding that's a good idea. Well, I have to call back to our earlier episode, Lawn Chair Larry. Oh, yes. Because he was floating over the Nevada mountains in his lawn chair. <laughs> and we do know he doesn't think things through, so just saying. <laughs> hovering across the trees in the 70s which i think was way before he actually went up in his lawn chair but anyway um that's true though to in terms of the ideas around hoaxes and pranks Mm. and one of the ideas is that Bigfoot hunters or monster hunters, I suppose, they go deep into the woods and they actually sound blast pre-recorded monster calls hoping to elicit responses from any real like Bigfoot slash monsters slash Sasquatches nearby. I would do that. But, of course, other people in the area hear it and think it's legit. Yeah, of course. So then they report this as genuine and they make audio recordings, you know. So it's kind of like a what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, true. But also I think in the 70s, which is something I thought about, I was like it would be pretty hard to manipulate sounds like that, I would think, and like – Blast them from speakers. How? Yeah, yeah. to blast them. I mean, one to to make the audio to like. Okay, if that was if someone came up to me in twenty twenty three with an audio in the forest that sounded much like all the other Bigfoot recordings, I would be yeah. suspicious that that was the answer. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, you're right. The fact that it was the seventies, that's an enormous effort to record that and then project that year after year after year in the middle of nowhere to yeah. about four hunters. Yeah. Who, like, were just guys, really. Yeah. Yeah, that does seem a little bit... Uh, but then I guess, so if, if Prankster seems unlikely, mm. th- I guess we still spin around to, like, like what is it? Is it just a misunderstood monster? Are monsters misunderstood by society? What if he just wanted a friend? <sighs> Depends on the monster. I mean, it sounds like there were multiple of them, in which case they've already got they, friends. Well, they might want human friends. <laughs> I think, you know what, freaks... And, and like, okay, we, we looked at all the animals that it could be. Yes. But I think what freaks me out most about the noise is that, okay, like, yes, it could be all those animals do mm. sound naturey. Yeah. No one animal makes all those noises. Yeah. So it's true. either it's a really weird coincidence that all these animals are like <laughs> singing a choir at the yeah. same time, coordinated. Um, <laughs> it was actually just strange. It was choir practice in the woods. <laughs> and it should be said that the audio isn't edited. Um, yes. Like, obviously. We, we can't tell if it's legitimate in the fact that it is really creatures. Yeah. But we do know for a fact the audio has not been edited. It was what was recorded mm. was really produced then and there. Yeah. 
But I think the freakiest part of the recording is like when it turns human-esque. And do you know what it yes. reminds me of? It's yep. like, you know when you have a cat or a yep. dog and you meow at the cat? Yep. And then it meows back? Yeah. I feel like that's what it would sound like that's from what the cat's I thought. perspective. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the, the creature's trying to mimic human speech. Exactly. Actually, a linguist who offered testimonials suggested that these like recordings in general, these Bigfoot in mm-hmm. quotation marks recordings, that they all have a language and that these can possibly include Sasquatch swear words. So what if you, they were just swearing at them? Fuck you. Hey, <laughs> fuck you. Get out of the woods. So he's like, woo, woo, woo. I mean, yeah, they did possibly. They did set up a random hut in the woods. So, yeah. you know, every year maybe they just like, get out. Why are you here? Like, yeah. you know. Maybe, some, maybe, maybe two ideas converging. Mm. It's just some... It's some Sasquatch children pranking the hunters. Sasquatch children. I like the idea that now we weren't going to talk about Bigfoot and now there's multiple Bigfoots and they've got Spawn. And the Spawn are little pranksters. <laughs> that escalated. That was yeah, a slow burn. I loved was, that. Yeah, we, we really, uh, we really uh, bait and switched you there. <laughs> so we were talking about Bigfoot. And then he, now we got a whole Bigfoot family. Oh, my God. Erica, if you were in this position... Oof. Would you go outside and try with a flashlight and see what would you do in this situation? I mean, that's the thing. I think if I actually was just in the woods and that isolated, like not at a campground mm. where I would just assume it was pregnancies, if I was isolated in the woods mm. and I heard that, yeah. I, I'd be terrified. Yeah. I would stay in the cabin. I would probably would. I think what Ron Moorhead and friends did, like try yeah. to answer back. Yeah. Maybe. Like record it, try to get evidence, trying to like. But I don't think I would walk out in yeah. the night. And you're right; if it was daytime, maybe I would. Yeah, but it it comes back to that primal fear. You know, it's you're not surrounded. You're not safe. You're not. You're, you're not, not with safe. other humans. You know, you're not with your pack that yes. could protect you. Yes. You're by yourself out in the woods. Yeah. My other thought was that what if they're like mating calls? In which case, you've put yourself in a really awkward position if you're doing a call <laughs> and response. They're probably very confused. That's true. That's true. You're getting in the middle of something there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interrupting a little lover's, uh, lover's meetup. Um, <laughs> but I just, yeah. But then, okay, I, so I would be scared and I mm. wouldn't go outside, but then I would go back the next year. True, yeah, because that was my other query. Why did they keep going back? Or they were they just not very scared or like? I mean, they described, the way that they describe it is they were terrified. Yeah. But... They they knew it was only at nights and they never got like into their campsite. Yeah. They felt like there were these like unspoken rules. Yeah. And also they just they just loved camping and hunting. Like it yeah. was just a little yearly pilgrimage for them and it was important and so they kept going. And they didn't just go to another spot? <laughs> no, apparently not. Well like then I, I you know, after a little bit the Bigfoot thing became like Yeah. A bit of a, a catch point and they were um, I will say Ron Warhead has, is, like, selling books about his experience. Yeah. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, okay. Um, but at the time of recording, he wasn't at least sort of publicly, as far as I'm aware, into Bigfoot. Yep. So that, that lends a little bit of credence. That's interesting. To its initial authenticity. So he kind of got into cryptozoology as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like he always believed in stuff, mm. but he wasn't, like, a big public Bigfoot yeah. figure. Um, this definitely <laughs> Otherwise, did. that story wouldn't really 
check out, would it? If, yeah. if he was a Bigfoot figure going into the woods and just to record. And suddenly he gets the best audio recording of Bigfoot. <laughs> You'd be a little bit more suspicious. Um, but the, the audio, is it's good. It's its really interesting, spooky audio. And it, we've, it's yeah. been like, what, 50 years and we've not caught anything as good as that. It's quite, yeah, I find that quite odd that they haven't caught anything since. And also from Ron's perspective, if I was in his position and – I'd gone through year after year this really cool experience. I probably also would write a book about it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You capitalize make, on that. Make money somehow. If, if I encountered Bigfoot in the woods, I would also sell books. <laughs> Interviews, <laughs> books, podcasts. I would, I would be selling out so quick. <laughs> Commercials. So I can't blame Ron for that one. <laughs> no. No. That's very fair. I remember us previously mentioning about those knocks at the start of the audio recording. Yes. Now, what is that about? So, this is very interesting. So, if you do know anything about sort of the Bigfoot community, um, you'll probably have heard of tree knocking or wood knocking, it's called. And if we play the original audio, you'll hear it right at the beginning. Mm. It's these distinct sort of taps on wood, this sort of knock-knock sound. There you go, that sort of. Yeah, doo-doo. Um, yeah. And this is actually something that crops up a lot in in Bigfoot. Um, mm. lore yeah and there's a lot of different audio recordings of people hearing these knock knock noises in the woods yeah and it, it, it's sort of one of the more prevailing like theories as to people think it's maybe like something bigfoot warning you that like they're mm. around yeah or, or trying to communicate and it always sort of like goes before any weird noises or it just happens independently and there's a lot of recordings of this Mm. Now, there is also this recording that I wow, I found, okay, and I yeah. just want to play it before actually. Okay. Um... What does that sound like to you? A frog? It's a chipmunk. Oh, <laughs> I know. I love this guessing game. The chipmunk making this sound with like its gut really loudly like chipmunks are typically not loud animals but they have now been observed that's to make this big loud noise that reverberates through the woods <gasps> interesting and if there's if we move further along in the audio mm-hmm. you hear it from a distance okay do you hear that knock knock oh that's yeah that's sounds noise reverberate. it sounds awfully similar, similar. I think you've kind of just – I think you've cracked it. I think it's the chipmunk. I think it's the whole thing. It's just a chipmunk. I think the whole thing – okay, well, not the whole thing. I think <laughs> the chipmunk said – But I think the knock-knocking, the famous Bigfoot tree-knocking or wood-knocking, just chipmunks doing this weird chipmunk thing where they, like, like they throw their voice out really loudly wow. and reverberate it through the trees. Yeah. And And – it makes a lot of sense because chipmunks. chipmunks are very skittish, so if you tried to yeah. get near to the sound, they'd probably stop or run away. Yeah. They're very small and the noise is very loud, so they'd be hard to identify as the source. Yeah. And they're everywhere. They're all over America. That's true. My goodness. So I think maybe this knock-knock noise is the chipmunks. I think you've also provided some solid evidence there that you asked me what I thought it was and yeah. I was completely wrong. Yeah. So, you know, with a, and I couldn't see what couldn't was on the, the phone. It was away from me. Yeah, yeah. Without the ability to kind of have that visual, we really do it, kind of the sound your, just gets away with us. Your brain always, I mm. think, just 
is so ready to come up with the worst case scenario. <laughs> yes, yeah, it really just just like if you don't watch your imagination, it just goes without yeah. you. Um, yeah, and I think for audio like this, I think that is a lot of the explanation. Yeah, I think you're right. It could be a lot of different animals that they meet up for their monthly choir rehearsal in the woods and they all just do a big call and response. Yeah. It really does – now that I think about it, it really does sound like a call and response. all those different animal sounds. Yeah. it's There's like – animals make such weird sounds, like those coyotes. There's also fucking like a a muskrat or some shit. I couldn't remember like a a, (laughs) – so does a lamb. And it makes weird (laughs) noises, makes like – so many animals make screaming noises, grunting, like whistles, whooping, even their whooping noise. Yeah. Oh, red foxes actually yeah. make laughing sounds. It's like, uncanny. It's so weird. I don't necessarily think it has to be something supernatural. It could just be a bunch of different natural it's things. It's true. Oh, my God. You've, like, convinced me. But That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, to say that, I think, I think to wrap up the episode mm. and to, like, debunk our own last point, I think we should end the episode with the audio again. Yeah. Um, and everyone, our listeners can just kind of hear it for themselves and make the, up their own yeah, minds. Yeah, just closing out the podcast. It's before the audio comes back. Verdict. Yeah, I, I think it might be a lot of different animals and the the eeriness of night and the reverberation and the absence of sound makes it a lot more distorted. And also these tapes are very old. Mm-hmm, but that being true. said, I would be interested to read this guy's book and see what he says because this is just yeah. one example. They said it happened for many about, years. About four years. And he's, he's got about – he's got recordings from each of those four years. Right. Okay. Um, which I think is the Don't other go. weird thing. Like mm. maybe a once-off recording, I'd go, yes, it's a weird coincidence of all these animals making noises yeah. at once. The fact that it happened like four times over mm. is a little bit – bit weird and also it looks like some of it is so yeah. human i don't know why i'm all make that see i said i was like convinced it was nature and now i'm like debunking myself as i speak <laughs> well i'll need to think about that one but you've convinced me pretty hard so now i'm confused because you're going back i'm so going back i'm going back i, I don't know going back, baby <laughs> what's your verdict ah uh, i mean it's not bigfoot i'm gonna put that out there i don't believe in bigfoot i think bigfoot's silly Sorry, I love I cryptids, feel bad but for I think, him. I think Bigfoot's kind of a joke one. He's like he's this scapegoat, he's big like, hairy man, <laughs> the poor man's Chewbacca out in the woods. People are trying <laughs> to find <Chewbacca>. him. <laughs> to me, Bigfoot's like the he's a celebrity. He's like the whoopee cushion of cryptids. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I love a good whoopee. That might be my favorite it. thing you've ever said. It. it needs to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, so I don't think it's Bigfoot. <sighs> I don't fucking know. I think it's I think it's something natural. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> the voices are weird though. They are. But it just reminds us that how human we are. Those primal instincts will come back. You know, hearing weird sounds in the woods at night is going to yeah, freak you out. That's true. You don't want to get eaten. Maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's take it away. We're mm. in for a night, Bill. Doesn't sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> that could be a deer or an elk. Yeah. It's 
See, this is where it's, it gets weird. It sounds like some like dystopian guy arguing with like creatures in the woods. Like Bigfoot is arguing <laughs> with a deer. <laughs> He's like, you stay out of this, bait. <laughs> Sounds like a monkey, but there's no yeah. monkeys in this area. Yeah, though. yeah. Bobcat. Yeah, that kind of does sound like. It does sound like different animals, actually. It sounds like different animals. Like, that's, I think, Bobcat for sure. Yeah. The fact that it responds is weird, though. Yeah. Bobcats aren't known for that. Yeah. We don't know if that's actually responding to him, though. That's true. It really sounds like he's just like, shut up, <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. This bit I don't know. It's like talking. Mm. There's two of them across the creek. See, how does he ball. know there's two of them? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a bobcat? I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard act to follow. You sound like he talks to others and they talk to each other. Yeah. So that's freaky. That's, that's not a fucking bobcat, though. <laughs> that's not a bobcat. Maybe its vocal box is broken. <laughs> such a weird sound. All right. This has been the Hoke Poke Pod. I'm Emily. <laughs> and I'm Erica. We'll see you next time. <laughs>
you've reached the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be fantastic if you could rate us or leave a review. Or better yet, show us to some of your friends. Get the word out there about this spooky little podcast. If you want to know more about us or this episode, you can visit our website, thehokepokepod.com.au. We post updates, links, episodes, and any references we've mentioned, you'll be able to find them right there. We'd like to say a huge thank you to Giamo Timble for the amazing graphics and art that he's made for the podcast, as well as our undying appreciation to Robert P. Kelly, our marvellous and ever-patient editor. We love you, Rob. And finally, if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email at hokepokepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, episode suggestions, whatever takes your fancy, we will be there. Thank you so much for the support, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.